Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are in your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine. Hello, my Finding Your Shine lovelies. I'm experimenting with different things to call you. Wine and Shiners is so ingrained in what we say when we intro our podcast that we... We're trying to figure out exactly what to say, what to call you guys now. Finding Your Shine lovelies. Finding Your Shine lovelies. (laughs) Well, so today we're talking to our blogger counterparts over at Wellness Lately. That's wellnesslately.com. And they're really funny. I like to think we're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think we're funny. We're not. <laughs> they are hilarious though. Like they're very witty, very sarcastic, very smart. Uh, they were just joys to talk to truthfully. Like I'm not just saying that. It was one of my favorite conversations that like, we've had recently. All I'm going to do to get this started is just read two, like one thing about each of them from their bio. Okay. So Bridget, one of her responsibilities is using recipe blog posts as an excuse to consume tacos as often as possible. <laughs> And at Wellness Lately, Dana regularly emails Bridget random streams of consciousness, aka she is Nina sending <laughs> texts to Liz. All of the time. Yeah. Like overly communicating with you and you need a break from me. No, I love it so much. Just sometimes I get stressed. It's <laughs> sometimes I get stressed. Yeah, this conversation went way deeper than just wellness, which is something that you'll hear me and Liz talk about later in the episode. That with this whole rebrand, we are... We want to talk about wellness from a more holistic standpoint. Like it's not all green juices and yoga pants and sunshine and beaches. It's it goes way deeper. So we get into our subconscious thoughts. We get into privilege and diversity and these are the things that finding your shine is really gearing our episodes towards and this was a a great way to kick off the start of our rebrand. Definitely. Um, I also feel the need to let everyone know that transitory is not a word. Um, it's did, trans- you ma- did you say that? I did. It's transitional. Oh, so. I would totally have bet that I was the one that said the word transitory. <laughs> I, just, I felt like before we proceeded, I had to... I had to say that. You're like, I know that that's wrong. So this episode has a ton of laughs, a ton of good information, and we hope that you guys enjoy it as much as we did. Before we hop into the episode though, if you guys could, it would really help us out if you make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts and share it with a friend if you really enjoyed this episode. All right. Well, we are so excited to have Bridget and Dana with us today from Wellness Lately. I, like normal, Liz knows this and all of the listeners, I stumble upon people's Instagrams and decide that I love them. And I had to reach out, especially when I find two women in the wellness scene. I feel like it's the perfect fit for our podcast. So welcome. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. We're really excited. We're excited. And since there are two of you, would you mind each separately telling your story a little bit or letting our listeners know your voices? And your name. And your name. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll go first. I'm Bridget. So I am currently in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is a little uh, seaside city, sort of a gem of a town if you've never been here. But I just moved here about a year ago. And from New York City, which is where Dana and I met, which we can get into a little bit. But yeah, so um, from working on our site, I do some marketing consulting. Um, Previously worked at a health coach training program called Integrative Nutrition. um, Me too. Some of your listeners have heard. Of, I, uh, have you? I didn't even. I just. I graduated in May. Oh, you did! And I oh, didn't awesome. even know that you two had both graduated from there until today. I was kind of just reading back over your bios. Um, I think I read in your cleanse, and then at the bottom it said you're both health coaches from the. I'm like, no way! And the girl we interviewed right before this also graduated from IIN. Are you kidding? Didn't even plan any of that. I know our listeners are like, dude, we get it. You went to IIN. Like, I'm not even. I don't plan it at all. It just so happened. That happened as well. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There's so it's kind of now become certainly more mainstream than it was when we both. So we both actually worked there. That's where we oh, met. Cool. Um, we oh, worked in the awesome. marketing department together. Yeah. Both went through the program. Uh, Dana first, and then started working there. And I was the opposite. I started working there and then went through the program. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that's sort of where my wellness journey kicked off, and where I started getting into a lot of the stuff that. We, discuss and explore on our site. So yeah, I worked there for about five years and then started my own... I managed the digital media there. So started my own agency about two and a half years ago and then kind of balanced the two now. Yeah. So that's that's the gist of it. Cool. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> sure. Um, I am currently in suburban New Jersey. <laughs> I have a nine-month-old. So I'm sort mm-hmm. of balancing being a new mom and you know, getting our business, you know, going. Yeah. And I went to IAN, I think it was like, like eight years ago now, like 2010. I think I started in 2010, 2011. And then I quit my full-time job in 2012 to do the health coaching full-time, which is sort of where the cleanse originated. I did that with Mm. my clients. Um, They had a lot of success with that. And then so that's kind of rolled over into our, uh, our platform as well, just because it's like, you know, that's what people want, and it's um, mm-hmm. you know, it's effective. I used to run it live, but now we've turned it into like an evergreen program. You can do it anytime. But yeah, after a little bit of time coaching, I realized that like writing was more of my passion. So when I went, I had another friend of mine who worked at IAN and sort of recruited me into the marketing department, and that's where I met Bridget and like all these other wonderful oh. women, and it was just such a great environment. And then. I actually left there to go to a yoga teacher training for uh, 30 days. And we were, I was living in Brooklyn at the time. I don't know, somewhere along the line of leaving IAN and starting to write more and focus more on writing than on the one-on-one coaching. That's kind of where I... I think I like G-chat recruited Bridget. <laughs> and was like, I have yeah. this idea. And like, I just made my husband buy the domain. And like, you have to do it. Sounds familiar. Yeah, like the yeah. amount of domains that made my husband buy for me are ridiculous. <laughs> We just got two in the past like week, didn't we, Liz? We did. We so we're in the process of rebranding our podcast. When this actually. comes out, it's already brand. rebranded. Yeah. Okay. Ah, um, cool. But oh, that's exciting. We I name. love that. Yeah, we had a name that we chose, and then what I was it. The- Embrace your light. Embrace your light. And then I did the terrible thing of like asking for other people's opinions and realizing <laughs> realizing to, that it was too. It just didn't fit us the way that I 
we thought it was going to fit us. It's what we meant, but it could be taken like maybe a little more religious. Then like, we wanted to really looking for a podcast sure. to maybe like, this is maybe about Jesus. And Embrace cool, your light. Yeah. It's not what our podcast is about. Yeah. You guys um, feel a little bit more lighthearted. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we bought the URL. Now we still own it. So I guess if anyone's <laughs> <Sorry. talking> about, <laughs> embrace your light podcast, yeah, maybe you can get like right. a bidding yeah. war going on. <laughs> yeah. You have to wait like 365 days to get it or just pay us money and we'll give yeah, you the rest. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Buying um, domain names is like a hobby. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's hard to settle because it's your... It, it's your identity a little bit when I mean, this is your work, but we are we are now finding your shine. So it works oh, out. The that. listeners know because nice. once this episode release is released, I think it'll be our new name for a couple of weeks. So awesome. Awesome. we I changed like up that. colors yeah. and all of that. Only two domains for us. I don't know how many you guys had, but yeah, you may be more of a collector. <laughs> three. Good yeah. wine and shine. Too yeah. many. I think there was one point when my husband wanted to do like a faux blog from the perspective of a beet farmer and he... Okay. He bought the domain name um, Beats.me and like he just never did anything with it. But um, that's but that's brilliant. One of the twelve we had for a while going there. Yeah, I'm gonna assume Office fans. Then yeah, okay, yeah. We try to include we try to include a Dwight Schrute or Michael Scott meme in pretty much everything we do. Yeah. You, you have Liz's heart. I love The Office as well, but Liz and her husband and my husband are... I, I kind of want to call you guys just like TV people. Like you watch things and then you memorize every single quote that anybody has ever said. And we did a trivia and it was an Office trivia. And I was like, I watched The Office. I'm going to go too. And they slayed the entire thing. I knew no answers. So The Office is a pretty big thing for... For us, I guess. I love that. We're like soulmates. It got me through the last months of my pregnancy. I was so anxious. I just like watched it over and over again. Like a total I, psycho. Will, I will say when I was looking over your guys' website, one of the first things I said to Liz, I was like, they're so funny. Like you guys are so witty. Even no. your bios. Uh, they're they're really funny. It reminds me a lot of you, Liz, to be honest, like the way that you write and your style. So... I have to read this real quick because some of these were like cracking me up. I knew they would. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying. I'm nervous. Our job here is done. <laughs> Hold on. Who was it? My favorite. So I really feel like, I feel like I resonate with both of you, but Bridget's responsibilities really clicked with me. And, and Dana's like, clicked with mean, me. in avoiding them. <laughs> like procrastinating until the hour it's due. Hi. Um, my That's favorite my one is sporadically posting stuff on Instagram and trying to keep up with the hashtag <laughs> kids are using these days. It is a daily struggle. Yeah, that was I have so And funny. the ironic part is that at IIN, like my job was social media. Like that was what I did. And so now I'm just like kind of want nothing to do with it. And like, just <laughs> you're it heading up our social media. <laughs> right. I'm like, I guess we should post something today. Yeah. But I was, uh, I was dying at, whose was it? Oh, it was under yours, Dana. And it said like manically creating to-do list to track our tax regularly, emailing Bridget random streams of consciousness. And I feel like I'm always like... <laughs> Liz hates me. Like I text her like my random streams of consciousness. Like, let's do this and let's do that. And one day she was like, 
don't mean to be mean, but <laughs> can we start? Can we start a Google Drive where you just put your thoughts there, mm-hmm. and then when I have time to check them, I will check them. Out. Yeah. Basically, she's like, "You're driving me insane. Stop texting me things about the podcast before I kill you." Yeah, I'm about to block your phone. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the worst thing for Bridget was when I got iMessages like on my laptop when she's like, "I don't know how to do that technology or technology barrier because now it's like I can email and then like." Gcat and then like text her really rapidly while she's like walking her dog and like yeah. in the mind space yeah. talking about big picture of our business at like 7 30 in the morning. But see, it's not just me, yeah. Liz. Yeah. It's, not, it's not this is the no, yin and yang. Yeah, day, hopefully these are complimentary. The yes. complimentary. See, that's good because we don't we um some things are complimentary, but for the most part we're like the same person. So <laughs> we, like, we have the same ideas and and abilities mm. and lack of abilities in some areas. <laughs> so I, I, it would be nice to have a little more yin and yang. I don't know what we are. I feel like we have the same personality with things and the same interests and things like that, but we definitely like in workflow have the yin quirks, and yang. Just different, yeah. Quirks, is that what you said? Yeah, just little quirks <laughs> that are different. Little quirks, know. yeah. That's a nice way to put it. So <laughs> talk to us more about when you brought... So you guys were doing your own things and you still are, like you're still doing your own separate thing. But how did this website wellness lately come to be? Yeah. I mean, I had this idea. It actually used to be called Crop Tops and Kale. Um, I got really into blogs around like 2014 and... The perfect uh, time before everybody else started to. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, I was into them before that, but actually like knowing how to run one and actually being like comfortable writing and like putting your thoughts out on the internet to be judged and opening yourself up like that. And I just like had this epiphany that I was just like, I want to do a blog and I want to, I want to do it with friends. And I like, I know that I know like the skill sets and the personalities because we had worked together and like the whole time we had been working at IAM together, we were just like, like we would be such a powerful team doing our own thing together. You know, like we have all these interests and like we have all these skills and like we have so much fun together. So like we should do something creative together. So yeah, so we started it and it was Crop Tops and Kale. Um, and yeah, we just started like blogging and writing and doing little events. And like we started our Instagram and we had like a photo shoot and all that stuff. Um, and we just kind of like evolved. And I think we grew out of that sort of branding and name and it just wasn't like jiving with us anymore probably about a year ago right Bridget mm-hmm. yeah a little over a year ago um and I think you know like clarity comes from engagement and like getting out there and doing stuff and I think as we got out there and did more we realized sort of what we wanted to hone in on and um, yeah. you know wanted to broaden our scope we used to talk a lot about like minimalism and I don't know, Bridget, what else were we doing on Crop Tops and Kale? Yeah, there was also more of a focus on so why it was called Crop Tops and Kale is that we were not, didn't, never considered ourselves fashion bloggers, right? But we did have an interest in sort of every aspect of lifestyle. And what we thought was that it, the way it tied in was all about just feeling good in your own skin and feeling confident. And I think we still carry a lot of that theme over today, but it was more more broad than just solely, you know, the wellness. And I think that we it was more fun and a little bit, I think we've matured a little bit since then too. And what we're talking about, we we're in different phases of our life now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just evolved, but you know, the the main themes in our voice has 
has stayed the same through it all. So is it um, more wellness focused now than it was before? Or is it it's always been focused, but I think that we had um, an aspect of how like how fashion and you know sustainable fashion to be specific, like how those things can play a role. And we still talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that, but there was definitely an element of style and how style plays a role, a big mm-hmm. role in your in your well-being, um, which I think we touch on less now just because it's it's not a huge area of focus. But yeah, so it's it's always been wellness, but just sort of a different angle, I guess. Yeah. Makes sense. I love yeah. the blogs that you have. I was browsing through some of the blogs and it's there's so many different topics that you guys cover. Do you have do, do you have guest bloggers or is that all you? Do you guys create all that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, writing blows my mind. Writing blows my mind. I think it's so hard to do, but listen. yeah, it is. But it's but we both really love it. So I went to journalism school, and mm-hmm. um, it's always writing has always been at the core of what I knew my career would sort of uh, end up end up in. I wanted to be an investigative reporter um, <laughs> to college, which you know a certain element of that I guess we're doing today. Yeah. But yeah, so writing, I think, has always been something we both just really enjoy and can kind of share. And the way that blogs allow you to just sort of write without it being this, you know, super fact-checked thing and like just highly, um, you know, we both worked in corporate before. So this, you can just be as expressive as you want and talk about what you want in a really real, transparent raw way that I think we both appreciate with blogging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's mostly us. I think today was our first official. No, I think we had one guest post mm-hmm. back when we were doing crop tops and kale and it was like a lifestyle, like declutter your space post by one of our friends who has a design blog. But um, yeah, it's all us. Like our issue has never been churning out content. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the things that we were pretty strong at. Um, but we actually had an awesome guest host today from Laura Shirell. I always pronounce her last name wrong, I think. But um, she talked about syncing your cycle to like really empower your life through the different... Like the evolution of your cycle over the month. And um, it was just awesome. It was so... Oh my God, we need to have more guest hosts like people like this. It was great. So... Yeah. And that allows us to bring in experts on topics that we are not experts on, which we really appreciate because there's things that we're super curious about and interested in. But you know, that's one of our big goals with the site is to be a platform for women who are doing really awesome work and, you know, to be able to share their work with our readers. So uh so yeah, we are actually in the process of adding more guest bloggers and uh just opened it up for um, you know, people to contribute. So yeah, and also, you know, it it is a lot of work to turn out the content even though we enjoy it. But I think with other goals that we have now, it's like, okay, we got to figure out how to populate some of this content so that we're not doing all of it. all of your time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, How do you... Because... Drinking, by the way. Uh, I have wine too. I didn't know. Oh my God. Hold on. Hold on a second. I'm out of wine. I also am not drinking alcohol for a whole month. Are you doing all 30? No, I just... This I say this and it makes me sound like an alcoholic, but no, we know I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we know. I just told Cody to pour me a glass of wine and bring it to my recording right now. So, so delivery, I, nice. Like, do you ever delivery. have like? I just wanted to be able to not drink for a set amount of time, and I feel like every time I try, like, there's a birthday party or like I'm going out of town or like there's always a reason why I'm like having a drink, and I was like, I'm just I just want to go a period of time just to make sure 
that I can go a period of time and not have alcohol. So yeah, I've done that. I've done that a few times. I actually went 90 days the year after I got married. So I got married in 2015 and then it was just like partying all summer. And then my husband and I traveled for three months. So it was just like wine all the time. And then we like got settled back into real life. And I was like, I've been drinking a lot. Like I should just stop. And it was like winter. We moved to upstate New York. And I was just like, I feel like now is a really good time to just be like, I'm going to give my body a little break. You know what I mean? I feel like it's good because we get so like, it's such a habitual social thing that we all just do without questioning. So I think it's great to explore that once in a while. And I don't think it makes you an alcoholic. I was like, I always feel like I say it and I'm like, it seems like I can't go 30 days without drinking that. It seems like a problem. Um, Have you been getting like, have people been getting weird about it? Kind of. Yeah. Like they're just like, and I'm like, it's interesting to see stuff come up for other people when you're not drinking and you're like, I didn't even say anything to you. And you're like telling me what a loser I am or like, you know, egging me on to try to take a shot. And I'm like, I'm 34. I'm going to take a shot. We're too old for that. Immediate hangover. Like you don't even wait. It's like one hour later, you're going to hang over. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I can't do hard liquor like all of the time anymore. It's like before I would be fireball, bring it over. I'll throw a glass of wine and a beer in the same night and I will be fine. (laughs) Now it's like, I must stick to one One, thing and not have too much of it. I'm going to feel like... And be in bed by midnight. Yeah. (laughs) And drink lots of water because if I don't... Yeah. Right. um, I've I've like gotten over the drinking thing if by having club soda. So I'll do club soda with a lemon. And Liz, don't even tell people you're not drinking. If it's certain people that you don't want them to know. So like, if it was you, I'd be like, I'm just having club soda tonight. Cause you'd be like, I'd be like, fine. Yeah. But if it's people that you don't want to annoy you, just be like, I'm drinking Tito's, but it's just club soda and lemon. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Also, exactly. Cody brought me the entire bottle and a glass of wine. Oh, so, wow. nice. talking about drinking, well, yes. we'll be we're being true to our old name today, yeah. the wine and wine. <laughs> no, I was going to ask. So, I am in the process. I feel like every episode is Liz going. I'm in the process of starting a blog, and one of these days, she's going to actually do it. <laughs> I think it's, it's been like, on the last twenty episodes that you've it has said been. the phrase. I'm, I'm pretty sure. A blog. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's like my website's mostly done, but I haven't taken off some of the stock stuff that Squarespace put in and I only have one blog post and it's not finished. But my she qu- can turn out like 70 in a minute. So wow. oh, that's amazing. My question though is, so did you ever, like as you're writing things, you obviously like these are topics that you like know a lot about given that, given your backgrounds, but maybe not everything about? Do you have imposter syndrome coming up ever as you write where you're like, I feel like I can't put this out there because I'm not like... In my case, I want to do like financial blogging. So talking Ooh, about like financial that. wellness. Yeah, I love that. Because um, I don't think people equate money with wellness ever. And it's a part of... I think... The and agenda. women have so much stuff around money. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to write. That, not that men don't, but like... No, there's just different, yeah. you know... Different There's an for- energy behind it. And I yeah. feel like women do struggle a little bit with like how much I should cut, co- how much my time is worth and what am I worth and yeah. things yeah. like that. Or just Absolutely. don't even... I mean, I know in my own life, it's like I went from, you know, my parents handling it to like being a hot mess and then like, you <laughs> know, not really coming back to like figuring it out until I met my now husband and he was like, whoa, if we're going to like do this. Like you need to clean it up. You know, but it's like, it's not like an innate thing. Like you have to go out and learn it or have someone teach it to you. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's great. Like women in our demographic talking about it. That's like, 
Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, and it's intimidating, mm-hmm. I think, you know, like to talk to either an accountant or someone like there's just not a ton of, yeah, I don't think it's a very, it's a very masculine area in my opinion. Like and it's very intimidating to go and talk to someone, I think if, unless it's someone, you know, or a friend or maybe, friend, I don't know. I just feel like it's an area that a lot of women feel intimidated about because it's, not something I don't know personally. I just want to avoid it. Yeah, I'm also like taught that's not really polite, or at least I was. It's not like polite to talk about it. Same up, and you don't. It's very taboo. Yeah, it's happened. It's like yeah. But to go back to your question um, about the imposter syndrome, like hundred percent all the time, literally every day. Mm. So like, that's how that's good to know. But you obviously get past it because you have great content. Well, I think we come we come at it from an angle of like we're not trying to position ourselves as anything we're not. Like we say, you know, we have this health coach training certification, but like we're also just women who are living this and going through it and like here's my experience, you know, or here's what the research has said or like, you know, referencing, you know, scientific research when it's necessary, but like we're just sharing our experience. So like I don't think that I think we just have to get over the idea of having to be an expert and having to get everything right to like actually add value and help people. Because like mm-hmm. most of the most helpful blogs that I've read like to date are just like people who are figuring it out and like sharing their progress and their journey. And like, well, that's what's relatable. That's what, yeah. if, like, that's what I relate to. I don't want to hear if I'm going to do financial coaching, I want to work with somebody that's been through it and is going through it and can relate to me. And I don't want to work yes. with some. Like, I don't know, corporate business dude in his 50s. Like, that's not going to yeah. relate to me. I want to work with Liz. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's more yeah. relatable when you follow someone who isn't an expert who's like only a few steps ahead of you because it's like, okay, I can totally relate to what she's going through now. Like, I can't relate to this multi million dollar real yeah. estate investment, like, right. blogger. And there's like, so I much of relate. that out there right now. Yeah. Like, like who's the Todd? Um, not Todd, but like, I forget his name. Ramsey. Yeah, oh, Dave Ramsey. David Ramsey. Oh, yeah, Dave. David Ramsey. I mean, his stuff was great. It was one of the first financial books that I read, but um, you know, he was so far ahead of me. But then when you find people like Mr. Money Mustache, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and just like other people that are like, okay, I'm figuring this out and sharing my progress. So it's like they're closer to where you are in life. So it's easier for them to be like, oh, well, she just did that 30 days ago and it worked for her. So I'm gonna try this, you know. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. That's what got me into blogging and podcasting and coaching in general was because I the reason I found so much value is because I was like, oh, you went through this, you went through this, you had this problem, and now you're writing about it. Or I would hear somebody on a podcast and it's so different also hearing somebody's voice and as opposed to like just reading their writing. I find like I connect so well to them. I mean, not that writing isn't good. I think people connect in different ways. But when you really get to understand their voice and where they're coming from, it's like why why would you not want to work with that person? Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at... like Again, the topics are so wide. I You had something about like body positivity. And then obviously you have like more nutrition stuff. How do you choose what you want to talk about? Is it just whatever comes to you that, that day? Do you have like a plan? Like how does that work? Well, we used to just flail about and like write when we felt inspired. <laughs> and then we'd have like six posts in a weekend and then nothing for a month. So we've had to like reel ourselves in and like try to grow up a little bit when it comes to that. So usually like ahead of the month, we'll sit down and, you know, we talked about like, we basically sat down and talked about like, what are the tools that have really helped us to like get our shit together? And like, how can we share those? And like, how mm-hmm. can we make it digestible so we don't like, bombard people with like 
too much stuff at once. So we kind of organized it into these buckets that you see, which is like recipes and wellness and beauty, like clean beauty and fitness, and then figuring out your life, which I think we're probably going to expand soon to include stuff like finances and your home environment and sort of all of those primary foods from IIN. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we just kind of like map them out. And then like, we sit down and we just keep lists of like ideas that we have and stuff that's been helpful. And then we just kind of plug it into the calendar and you know, try to space it out so one of us doesn't have seven posts in one week. But um, yeah, so you divvy it up. Like you're going to write about this. You're going to write about that. Yeah, we kind of just like pop them mm-hmm. into the calendar. Like we have it each. You know, each week it's the same topic each day of the week. So we kind of just like plop our ideas into that and try to give ourselves a little bit of space in between our last posts. So, or if someone is like super excited to write about something, they can mm-hmm. you know run with it. So that's kind of how we do it. This is what we need to do, Nina, because we I know. <laughs> we haven't blogged since like God. March. Yeah, and who you guys have podcasts? Yeah, you guys have podcasts. Same know. type of like content creation, not the same type, but it's you're putting it out there, you know? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it hard because I have the po- like sort of how you guys have your thing. I also have the podcast, but then I also have my own coaching stuff and then Liz has a full-time job and she also has like her blog that she's going to be posting eventually. And it's hard to like how do you guys work on time management? I feel like no matter what, it, it's either like starting a passion project or just time management in general seems to be a struggle for the majority of people. How do you guys manage that? I don't. (laughs) That is a constant work in progress. What I have realized though in the past, I would this year in particular, because I've been doing consulting projects for about two, two and a half years now. And one big thing I've realized is that any sort of procrastination I have or lack of time management regarding, you know, should I have to do always comes down to some form of resistance. Mm. And for me, that's not wanting to work on a project. Yeah. So, you know, I have really this past year, it's been interesting to take a look at, you know, what are the projects that I'm really resisting and what are the ones that I'm excited to work on? And that sort of I I try to let that guide where I put my energy and time. And like, I mean, obviously there's things you have to do, right? Like I I have some client projects that I have to do, but it really, this, I would say this past summer hit me that like, what I really want to be working on is this uh, on our business. Mm -hmm. And if I don't do that, I'm just going to make myself more and more unhappy. Mm. So I don't know, that's not (laughs) a very helpful answer, but I think that's guiding where I'm spending a lot of my time right now. Um, and I think that energetically, that is important too, because what you're focusing on, you know, you're going to, whatever, the, I think the happier you are in your work, the more you're going to see results. And I, that's just been guiding a lot of what I've been, how I've been balancing things lately. I mean, it's still, it's a work in progress every day. Like it's, it's never, I don't have a good answer. For, I think for that, that honestly is one of the best answers because if you're draining yourself doing things you don't want to do, it's just going to be less effective. Like your time is going to be used less effectively. Totally. So, like I've noticed that when you were talking, it reminded me about how. I have this big resistance to writing. I feel much more comfortable like hopping on and talking to somebody or like running a workshop or whatever or doing the planning portion. And then I'm always like, I'm going to sit down and have a writing day. Like this is going to be my blog day. So then I go to the coffee shop, grab my coffee. And then I spend 
an hour and a half doing everything but just writing. And I look staring at the screen. <laughs> yes. And I have to force myself to just start. And then I kind of get into it because I'm going. But yeah, and I wonder, it's like, okay, well, if I'm not meant to be writing, maybe I shouldn't write as much. You know, I was like, just going to ask, like, why do you feel like you need to be writing? Because I feel or like I need content for to? the blog. And I have lots of things to say. I have lots of opinions. And I can't always share them on just the podcast. So what's another way for me to share it? It would be writing on my blog. And I feel like that's been helpful for other health coaches. So I feel like that's what I should be doing too. Um, I can't just hop on stories and talk on in, you know my podcast all the time. I guess I just feel like I should. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could though. I mean, you could experiment with like this new Instagram TV or some other form of video. Well, I, that's have better. I have an idea for that. <laughs> of course Perfect. you do. And I don't even know what it is. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, no, we haven't done anything <laughs> with it either. We're, we're, it's, I'm like, oh, another thing. Yeah. I just, I feel like sometimes like I had a coach once, uh, Jeannie Grabowski. She's like a really great career strategist and transitional coach. And I remember her just being like, well, why do you even want to do that? Like, why do you think you mm-hmm. have to do that? And just being like, oh, I don't have to, like, I don't have to just because everybody else is doing it. Like I can find some other outlet that feels more natural to me. And like letting go of that sometimes is like, oh, like there's like a couple hours back of my day or like there's so much energy back because, you know, sometimes it's good to bust the resistance if it's real creative resistance like Bridget and I get when we sit down to write and, you know, you get the imposter syndrome or you feel like you don't have anything valuable to say. But like sometimes it's just like, well, if I don't really want to do that, like there's Mm -hmm. so many different ways that you can add value. You can like so many podcasters do like 10 minute little snippets of their just them talking as like, like Lewis Howes does that a lot. Well, it's funny that you guys brought up the IGTV because I recently... I'm doing an event with a Reiki practitioner and I was like, so many people are asking me about Reiki. Why don't you just hop on Insta Live with me and we'll do like a 10-minute um, interview. Like it was just... Ooh, me and, I love that. and so yeah. then I had this huge epiphany like, oh my gosh, I'm going to use IGTV and I'm just going to do like 10-minute interviews with really cool people like in Columbus who are doing holistic things because yeah. it'd be different. It's not like a whole podcast episode. It's not like a finding your shine thing. It's just another way for me to talk about these things that I could normally write about, but Nina doesn't want to write. So let's do more. Yeah, I genuinely don't want to write. Like if it's genuinely not something that lights you up, it's like do other stuff, you know? It's like I know. But there's but then a again, too, like if you really do want to write and you're just resisting kind it, of. writing really, <laughs> really know. hard, you know? Yeah. Um, just an idea. Yeah. There's a real... I don't know if you've heard of it, but War of Art by yeah. Stephen Pressfield is amazing for breaking through that resistance stuff. I It's so, so good. I think we I have that it. on our coffee table right now, but I have never picked it up. Like my husband one. is in this world too. And so he always has these random books. He's like, you should read this. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> and then I know, but maybe yeah. I should pick it up because I... It's super I, short though. It's yeah, like it's little and white, awesome. tiny yeah. and white. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like legitimately under my coffee so table far, right yeah. now. I help. Maybe tonight I'll read it with the rest of my wine. <laughs> yeah. He also has a um, really good on like a mini course online that's free. You can sign up on his website. And it's, I think they send like an email a day or over the course of a week or What's something if again? you don't want to read the book. Stephen Pressfield. The World of Art. Is that what it is? War. The oh, The War, War of Art. Art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check that out if you don't want to read the book. I mean, the book's pretty short, but if you don't, if you'd prefer to read it, he has a good, um, or go online. He has a good course. Nice. It's free. Yeah. And he's yeah. funny too. Like, yeah, he's great. So um, if, 
I was going to say, so if you had advice for anybody that is feeling stuck with something that they want to do, like what would your advice be then? Like maybe they're sitting on something that they've been wanting to try for a long time and they just sort of need that push to get them started. What would you tell them? A loaded question. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, we think about this shit all day. Um, <laughs> I think I would say, I guess it depends on what it is you want to start, but um, I would say just start learning as much as you can, like just reading whatever you can or listening to podcasts, like just getting information coming in because I think that a lot of times that sparks ideas and thoughts Mm -hmm. and there's just so much information out there that if you even just start to kind of investigate it, you know, that's where a lot of things come from. And I mean, it's a, it's a very simple answer, but just starting it gives is what gives you the momentum, I think. So you have to start before you're ready. I mean, that's like very, very difficult to do sometimes, but... You can't just sit on the to... positive. You ha- get all inspired and you're like, oh, I have all these ideas. Oh, that's then what you... I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of times our like paralysis and moving forward... Like Bridget and I talk about this all the time, but there's usually some sort of subconscious belief that it's your imposter syndrome or you don't have anything to say or you're going to be judged or you know, you're going to screw up. Like that's a big one. Like I don't know how to do this and so it can't move forward. So one good exercise that you could do is sort of just like, you know, get quiet and like meditate on it for a few minutes and be like, why, like, why am I not taking action? Like, what are my excuses? Like, is it that I don't yeah. have enough time or I don't know enough or you know, my family's going to judge me or like people on the internet are going to judge it's a me. big one. That's a huge mm-hmm. Oh my God, Bridget and, I, judging Bridget and I talk for hours about that. Mm. <laughs> Do you guys- I had to overcome that one hard. They yeah. still judge me. Just the other day, Liz, I was talking to my dad. If He he never listened to the podcast, so it's fine. My mom does. <laughs> and he like was like, oh, so when are you going to get your real job back? I was like, oh, dude. Every day, every day. I was like... Wouldn't you, wouldn't you prefer a nine to five? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> get that gosh. one every day. I was like, are you serious? Like that? It, and then he'll be like, oh, I'm just joking. But You're like, not are joking. you? No, not You're really. Joking. Right. You want me to go back to my safe teacher job? I get it. Like there were perks. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that there weren't, but... This is a real job too. Uh, We talk about this all the time because it's they have our best interests, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they just want us to be safe and secure and stable and happy. But I think that there's just such a different version of happiness today than there was in that generation. That like it's just sort of unfathomable that like my life right now might be my idea of happiness or Mm -hmm. you know it's just so there's just such a drastic. Well, um, Joel always reminds me too, like. When Joel's my husband, sorry. Mm-hmm. That when I'm like losing it about my mom, same thing. Like she's really lightened up since I had a kid because it's like now she like gets, <laughs> just like gets that like you know yeah right. why she's I like, don't okay. have a job or whatever. But um, oh my gosh, time out before you go on. The one thing my mom says all the time is like, well. I mean, when they have kids, eventually, like they both have a free schedule. It's like, is that the only thing that's making you support this? Is that I like don't have yes, to get child yes. <laughs> That is the one thing she brings up every time. Like, well, down the line when they have kids, I'm like, that is not the reason why I quit my full time job. But right. if that makes me happy. Fine. But it helps right. eventually. But it helps. I'm sorry for interrupting. But oh, I that's to okay. No, I mean that's totally true. But yeah, what Joel always reminds me too about that generation of our parents is just that like. 
they didn't have the internet. Like they don't even like my mom doesn't even like understand what it is I'm trying to do. Like she emails, she like online shops, but like she doesn't really understand this whole world. Like she doesn't know that Mm. podcasts are like happening. She doesn't. So she doesn't have like the evidence in the world around her to be like, this is a thing that can can work and people can can make like really good money. Yeah. It's like, they don't have the evidence around them. So like, of course, they're like, what the f- is she trying to do? Like, she's <laughs> yeah. going to starve. Like, you know, because she just doesn't know. She doesn't know it. So it's good to keep that in mind too, that there's this whole world that they don't really... And not to say that that whole generation doesn't, but certainly the ones I've been exposed to in that generation, just they don't get it. And then they... So they just get confused and kind of like brush it off and, you know... <laughs> How do you say that in a nice way? Because I feel like I've tried to tell my dad numerous times. And now that they see... So my husband started this a a while ago, like way before me. And now that they see like his business growing, they're like, oh, they feel more safe about it. And I want to say like, you just... I don't know how to say this nicely, but you just don't understand. Like you don't have the background knowledge or the experience to actually grasp what we're doing. And so... Or maybe, maybe you just don't say that at all. Maybe you just you shut just up. Smile. And take I it. mean, <laughs> yeah, you can just the wrong. Um, but yeah. I feel like you could also show them examples. I mean, if people do yeah. what you want to do and explain yeah. them how money's made, but it's like, yeah, like it's kind of a lost cause. And like I said, my mom's backed off since I had a baby. Had the kids. <laughs> yeah. Have you can noticed? I... Sorry, oh. go ahead, Liz. I was going to say, I was about to do an about face, and it might be a weird topic, but like, I, we don't talk to very many moms on the show. And I'm always interested as someone who like, I can't make up my mind if I'm going to have kids or not. My husband says, I'm like, I feel like I have to know. And he's like, well, we know no right now. So let's just focus on right now when we don't know. I'm like, the planner in you is like, but I need to tell myself in six years, I'm going to be popping out a baby. Right. (laughs) But how, how is it like doing all of this and now with a kid in the mix? Because I feel like, especially like, you know, babies, I feel like they cry and they don't sleep. And like, how is that? <laughs> they cry. <laughs> babies are like tiny, drunken psychopaths. Like there's no way around it. You know, they're insane because their little brains are just like, you know, wow, I sound like a wonderful mother. Right now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. Their brains are like in the process of developing. They can't speak yet. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I always say that babies are like dogs because every time I see people with babies, I and I know that moms hate this, so I'm sorry. But I feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just like a dog. Like they get pissed when they need food and they like need constant care. And I always relate them to my... Yeah. I mean, it's not... <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I have a dog at home too. And it's like, I just feel like I'm taking care of tiny creatures all day. <laughs> yeah. um, but I will say like in total honesty and transparency, like I kind of just got my shit together after having this kid and he's nine months old. Like it was a dark winter <laughs> in New Jersey. <laughs> you know, there were days where I was just like on the couch in my bathroom watching Outlander and like only getting up because Joel was coming home soon. And like, I didn't want him to worry about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's I feel like you, way to be honest, I love it. I love I it. I feel like oh, you need man. to write a memoir called A Dark Winter in Jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being in my on the couch all yeah. day and it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, and you know, I feel really lucky to be able to stay home with him. But I mean, and there's definitely days where I wish I got up and went out and was in the world and like with adults. And like, I'm so jealous of my husband who's like out speaking to adults and like using his brain all day. But we also we also were like moving and we had a lot of other stuff going on. But I think 
sleep training is like the only way that I've been able to be productive since I kind of like got resettled in a new house and stuff because I got him sleeping 12 hours a night at like eight weeks old. And then he sleeps two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. So if I can get myself up by seven, I have an hour in the morning and then I have these two good hours while he's napping. And then I have two good hours in the afternoon. And a lot of times I'm finishing stuff up around like eight when he goes to bed or when my husband gets home from work. So, you know, you're talking about time management before. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, ask a busy person. Like, I don't have time to not do shit when I have time to do it, if that makes sense. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I used to just like do it whenever I got around to it or felt like it. But now it's like, okay, I have these two hours and like, if I don't get it done, there's just not going to be a blog post or emails. Not a little bit of pressure. It's like a little bit of pressure does go a long way. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, Like I used to be like way back in the day, I used to be an office manager for a pretty busy hedge fund. And it was like the amount of stuff that I could get done in eight hours, just Mm -hmm. because I never sat down and I was so busy. It's like, ask a business person if you need something done is such a true thing in life. So it's like, you know, sometimes if we have too much time on our hands, we wind up not getting our shit done. That mm-hmm. makes sense. When I was teaching and working on the podcast in my blog, I, I did the same thing. Cause I'd like, Oh, I have a break during classes. Okay. Now I have lunch. Okay. Now mm-hmm. I have this gap of time before I go and teach private lessons. And now I'm like, Oh, I have all of the afternoon and I have all of this afternoon okay, and I'm just going to sit here and maybe get on Instagram for a second and then check some emails I've already checked before. And I just dilly dally. Hey, why did I just check say dilly dally? How old am I? But yeah. I <laughs> dilly dally. Yeah, yeah I mean, that is like a very serious challenge when you know you start your own... Especially... I mean, I did the health coaching thing back in 2012 and it's just like you have this whole day ahead of you and you're like, what yeah. am I even supposed to do? Especially when you don't have someone like telling you what to do. Right. Like what yeah. am I spend my time uh, on next? What is the next right thing? What's going to be effective? What's going to get me the next client? Like how am uh, I going to... You're in my brain right now. Yeah, yeah, legit. And then you see what other people are doing. You're like, should I be doing that? Should I be doing what oh they're doing? And then... Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't go down that path. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of Blair um, Badenhop? No. Yeah. She's a really good friend of ours. She also... What's her name? Blair Badenhop. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of her. She has... So she does branding and copywriting for wellness entrepreneurs. And mm. her like whole thing... And it's so true. Like Bridget and I just did a strategy session with her the other day because like we get caught up in that too. Because you're just like, Oh, I'm on Instagram and this person has 30,000 followers. What's she doing? And like, should I be offering the same right. program as her? And like, Oh, she knows more than me or she's been doing this longer. And like, I should change my website to look like hers. And we're just like all out here. And Blair has this really amazing way, even just like reading her blog or listen. She has a really great podcast called Brand Yourself. Hmm. And it's all about like zoning all of that out and being like, who the f- am I? Like, what am yeah. I doing? Like, who do I want to serve? Like, what is the next right thing for me? And like letting go of all that comparison, especially online, especially in this wellness space. I feel like also in life, like I've had, so I've had listeners, um, they've commented like, not everybody is an entrepreneur that listens or whatever isn't doing what we're doing, but it's like, you don't have to be. That's in life. Like I feel like in any job, Mm -hmm. stop comparing yourself or like being a mom, for example, like I'm not, but I know it's very common for people to be like, uh, that mom's doing this much or that mom's like, whatever. It's like, we're always comparing ourselves. We have to just be comfortable and like content in where we are in the moment. It's so hard. I was just going to say too, like, I know on your site, you guys, I forget where it was referenced, like about basically like not being perfect, like stop pretending that you're perfect on social media. And I feel like 
going back to like mom stuff, like it's just another area that people feel like they have to be. Battlefields. Yeah, like you hold your baby like what? Like do not look at mom forums or mom blogs. Like I can't. Yeah, I just honestly like what are the reasons that I like? Not like I don't think my husband and I would be like, let's try tomorrow, but. It's a factor. And like, I'm like, I'm scared for those people to like be like, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you didn't make your own kids baby food. You should burn in hell. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> in the field that we're in, and for me particularly, because I share my life so much like publicly, I'm like, dude, if I have a kid, I just guess you have to be prepared for it. I'm just like not going to talk about it because I see in the Instagram world, like women will put out what they're doing and then they'll put posts like, I understand that you think that that was wrong. Yeah. Like, let me have my like opinions. Yeah, I know. And not just mom very stuff, just stressful. like anything stuff. Like, I understand the palm oil industry is bad. <laughs> and, you know, I do realize that this has palm oil in it. But I like, like Justin's <laughs> peanut butter. Like, okay, so I'm going to eat it. It's interesting right. in this like new generation of like online spaces that like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that they can read something or see something they don't agree with. And just keep scrolling. Like you don't have to like comment. Just like go nuts (laughs) and like make yourself heard. But like I also think, you know, and this is like probably a little into the personal development stuff. But like, there's a lot of unhappy, unfulfilled people out there because like Mm -hmm. happy, fulfilled people aligned with their purpose and happy with their lives are not internet trolls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like I see plenty of moms on Instagram posting shit that I'm like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, is that even safe? But like. It has not like it has nothing to do with what am I going to troll that woman on Instagram about? You know, yeah. so it's like I don't know. It's one of those things from like the four <laughs> agreement. It's like you have to try to not take things personally because like what's going on? Like that comment, even though it's on your blog and about something mm. you wrote or posted, like that comment has very little to do with you and everything to do with what's going on in that person's life. So it's just Perfect. like actually, I think. Um, <laughs> the minimalists are like one of my favorite. Well, they used to be one of my favorite bloggers, and they yeah, they don't do it anymore. Yeah, they they always call people like that pigeons, not pigeons, seagulls. We just like oh. fly in, shit on everything, and then fly yeah, out. like so. Just let the let the seagulls come and go, and like realize yeah. that it's just part of putting yourself online. Like, and it's one of the reasons why we started our site is because the wellness world can be. so so elitist and so yes. oh my uh, exclusive, and we were kind of like, "Wait a sec, what's happening? Like, what's happening here? Everyone, we're tr- we're talking about wellness and personal development, and yet we go to a site and it's talking about like it just the vibe is weird sometimes. I don't know, and I don't, mm-hmm. and especially like being on the inside too. You see some stuff where you're like, yeah. "Really? Are you really living your best life talking <laughs> to people like that? You know what I mean? So yeah." Like, it's people, it, uh, influencers can put on a front and then you don't know if it's all show or if they're actually living out what they're saying. And I think that there are a lot of good people in this world, in the wellness world that do have wonderful intentions. But you're right. People will be like, they got to get the perfect picture and they're working with certain brands. And so right. they have to say these things. Right. And it can be a little bit of an evil place sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, because it stops being useful at a certain point. It's like, oh, if I'm not a size two and wearing Lululemon and drinking a, like a $12 green juice, like yeah. I can't like be well right. or be healthy or be improving myself. So it just kind of gets boring sometimes. And it's like not useful when it's like, 
just, I don't know. Yeah, God, we were so bored with the wellness industry. Like it's just, uh, the content has gotten to a place where, and, and some some people are doing great work and like there's some sites doing great, but it's just, after a while you start seeing the same stuff over and over again and you start seeing sites that you trust and you know read a lot doing these partnerships that just don't feel good or aligned. Yeah. And you're like, wait a sec, like what? I, I think that's why we started why we try to be really transparent and, and tell our personal stories and because it just can be such a weird place to be learning about wellness when you're really not sure what is real and authentic and what's, you know, a sponsorship or whatever. Yeah. Else. And I, yeah, and I, I think a lot that. of people are getting tired of it. Like I know my friends that aren't in the wellness industry are just like, oh my God, enough already, you know, yeah. with like the perfect curated content. It's like, you know, People just start to tune it out sometimes because it's just not yeah. like real. It's like, I mean, I don't and know. what we were talking about with the finance stuff, like wellness is so much more than just a kale salad or a green juice. Like it touches every element of your life. So you know, when we talk about wellness, we're not just talking about a diet or a fad. Like we're talking about all the areas that are you know, it encompasses so much more than that. So we want to be talking about these things that like we care about and we're curious about because we think that those sometimes more so than the diet stuff are more important for living, you know, to your full potential and the things that women are... are um, well, a lot of times too, when we are stuck, right? Like there was a time in my life where I was stuck and I like couldn't lose any weight and it was making me miserable. You know, I was like, I had body image issues on top of like, you know, food allergies and like all this stuff. And I just didn't know because I was just like trying to diet and eat like Weight Watchers food and stuff. And I remember my mm-hmm. first, my like I finally invested like a lot of money in a health coach because I was just like, what is this? Like she is speaking directly to me and like she thinks that there's like a solution that I'm missing. I remember one of like the first things she asked me was like, do you love your apartment? And I was living in Stytown with like a friend's sister and like the friend came in half the week and then like wasn't there and we tried to put up a half wall and we couldn't it was like an IKEA bookshelf and like it was a nightmare and like it never and she's like so do you like your apartment and I was like yeah it's great like I live with friends whatever and then I was like but I don't really get any sleep and like I'm trying and then to there like, it goes there and then it's like rally. all this stuff and I'm like oh actually the place that I live is making me miserable and I yes. don't really sleep and I have no place to decompress and like all this stuff and it was just like like Weight Watchers wasn't ever gonna get me that clarity that like this is about get you more frozen so, food in your freezer yeah, like yeah. this is about so much more than what I'm eating and then it was like do you like your job how are your finances mm-hmm. like what do you do for creativity? Like, how are you growing and expanding your consciousness and all this stuff? And I was just sitting there with like my mouth wide open. Like, what is this woman talking about? But like, as I started to like chip away at all those things and like I did my circle of life and like we started talking about some of this stuff, it was just like, holy shit, like this is why I've been so stuck. Like it has very little to do with my body and what I'm eating, but all these things were off in my life but I was so focused on like, if I lose 15 pounds, my life's going to be so much better. And it's like, that wasn't the case. Like my life was going to be better when I got my shit together and realized what makes me fulfilled and happy and healthy in a holistic way, as opposed to just like getting as skinny as I can try to get. You know what I mean? So like, I don't even know how I started talking about that. <laughs> well, 
I went on a rant today on Instagram and it was all about stress because I, I've found this common theme. Like the universe is just throwing this theme at me recently about stress reduction. And that could be in anything like stress in your apartment, stress in your job, stress in wherever it's coming from. But like, we're always coming to... Like people are coming to me with the symptoms like I can't lose weight or I have food intolerances or I whatever the case may be. Like I'm exhausted all the time. And it's like, well, Everybody wants to find the symptom for just that. And it's like, well, let's break, let's go backwards. And sometimes I find resistance because people are like, no, 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 no. But you don't understand. Like, I just need to, I want to figure out like what to eat. I was like, that's, you can eat all of the best things and you can do all of the right movement. But like, if you don't get to the root of why you're causing so much stress in your body, it's not going to make a difference. Like, those are symptoms, but that's not the root of why they're, you know, like, what's the right. root of why they're there? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so much more, it's so much easier just to accept like a simple one thing you're missing. It's a lot harder to do the work to figure out like yeah, what's right. going on in your life. Another big thing that we've been talking a lot about lately is is how these subconscious beliefs affect our our wellness and like how a, either an event or whatever else could affect you when you're a child and when you're very young, right? When you're at literally ages zero to fourteen is like the when a lot of these beliefs are formed. So just, how, just when like life is the hardest and kids are the meanest. Right. No, even. And, like your brain isn't even fully developed. Yeah, like what are you? You're zero. How do we talk about this lightly? Because I think it's hard because I'll, I'll be working with somebody and be like, so let's talk about your childhood or like, let's talk about where the trauma started. <laughs> it's like right. You can't just dive into that. And also, I think some people don't want to go there, but it's the work that needs to be done. Like in, at the end right. of the day, we have to go back to like where the stress started, like where the trauma started yeah. and why we've developed these like coping mechanisms, whether it be food or body image or working out obsessions, whatever it is. Right. So how, like, how do you start that? That work well for first of all these are things that like you might not even be aware of I mean they're th- probably you probably aren't aware of right so I, I had a friend and I will never forget this I had a friend one time and I I think we were in high school or college maybe and we were sitting on her porch and her mom said to her, like all, with all of us there there's like four or five of us there and we were talking about something because her friend or my friend was like unhappy in some way. And, and her mom was like, she won't be happy until she loses weight and until she, you know, mm-hmm. gets thin. And like to <sighs> say that to, a, you know, high school or college age girl, right? When there's already so much bullshit going on in your head and in life, but um, that's going to stick with you mm-hmm. <laughs> for a long time. And like that gets that's impressing on your subconscious brain and you might not even know it, but like that's forming a very strong belief that you're going to hold true for until you forever, unless you recognize it. Right. So, and the other thing is these are beliefs that our subconscious brain is like constantly trying to reinforce and prove. So we might not even know that we're aware of it, but right. That's the tricky thing. Right. (laughs) <laughs> that you know you have these limiting beliefs or body image issues, whatever it may be. But it's like, okay, I get it. And I'm understanding that it's probably from my childhood, but like, right. what the hell is it? But like, you might so not know us- where it comes from. Yeah. 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 And like, it's these things that are, we're wired to reinforce our beliefs, right? So if you have this subconscious belief that you're fat or that you'll never lose weight, your brain is going to do whatever it possibly can to reinforce that over and over again. So you might say that you want to lose weight, but like your subconscious 
brain is will prevent like, you from doing that. It's like, like nah, no, I think don't, you want to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is why you, you work with a shaman one day. Get it all. <laughs> yeah. All and like, that's out. why you wonder why, like, you, you know, eat well for a week or whatever. And then the weekend, like, you go crazy with, like, binge drinking and eating 17 pizzas. And you're like, <laughs> I don't even know where, what happened there. But it's like, these are all factors that stem from these unconscious or subconscious beliefs that like until you recognize what's going on and like try to turn them around that is going to be very difficult to stop and that's why with we're really passionate about trying to like stop women from living on autopilot and become aware of these things because until you do that it's just going to keep going and going and going and like it just makes people really unhappy yeah go ahead sorry (laughs) For the chatty ones. Always. No, to your question of like, how do you, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you get in there? And I think, I just feel like you have to be in this. Like, you're going to see the yeah. same, like this claw, like this quote of like subconscious beliefs. You're going to see it 15 times before you're like, wait, now what is that? And then the book's going to fall off the shelf and then you're going to read it and you're going to put it down. And it's like, it's a process. It's not like you like the first time you hear about it, you're like, what are my limiting beliefs? It's like, yeah, if you right. invest in this stuff because it is really hard. It's like a whole lifetime of programming that you can't just reverse, but like investing in coaches, investing in books and workshops and stuff that are going to challenge you. And like, Honestly, journaling is a big one too. Like yes. if, you, if you think you have some sub, like subconscious beliefs, again, going back to like my experience with this coach, because it was like really transformative for me. It was like, I had this story around like being single because I was fat. And I think that that's like a really common one for young women. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel fat. So I feel un- like I'm not confident. I feel unattractive. And like, I'm never going to find a boyfriend or like get married because of this. Like that was a legit, like really heartbreaking story in my head. And I don't even think I realized it was there. So it's just like working with this coach who's like, okay, well, so say you never lose a pound. Like, is that true? Can someone at your weight never find love? Like, can you, like, can I show you 15 examples of women who are much bigger than you who have confidence and love their bodies and are in great mm-hmm. committed relationships? Like, is that limiting belief true? And then like finding some examples to prove yourself wrong. Because like what Bridget said, until you're aware of it, you don't even realize your subconscious is just moving through life. Like we're always trying to just Which like... Which is scary. ...what we know and like what we believe. So like you have to really like stop, you know, you have to first become aware of it and then like challenge it by asking yourself questions like that. Like, is this even fucking true? Like, is mm-hmm. this- It's hard because like I have a coach that a business coach, um, but she's very like life coaching. I love her, but she's always asking me like, I'll be saying stuff. And she's like, is it, is that true? Like she always Mm -hmm. asks me that. And it's hard because in your, in your reality, in your world, it feels so true. Totally. Like for me, the logical, like you could show me 15 examples, but my heart is like, but this is my reality. And it's so hard to like separate Mm -hmm. out that bias of that emotional voice that's like going into that confirmation bias land versus what's actually real. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I had that same kind of resistance when I first started working with her and the trick she pulled on me was like... Yeah, what's the trick? (laughs) Even if you you can't make that jump yet, right? Even if you can't believe that that's true, can we just leave it as like, there's a possibility that Mm. I might be wrong? And just like sit with that for a little bit. Because if you can shift yourself into the fact that like, there's a possibility that this is just something. I'm writing that down right now. Is there a possibility that this might be wrong? 
Right. Because you need to make that jump, right? Because we're so committed to these beliefs because they've protected us and gotten us to where we are and right. like helped us through life. So it's like, if you can't just do a 180 on it, which is not necessarily realistic, just like opening yourself up to the possibility that this might, there could be another truth here. Not an alternative path, but like another truth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Thank like a you. truth for you. <laughs> I like the, <laughs> okay. the Kelly like, Conway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not Kelly there. Conway ourselves. But um, yeah, and I think just like continuing to question it. And like, where is this coming from? Like, is there mm-hmm. any possible event or person or something that like, this is stemming from that like, maybe I could think about it differently. You know what's funny too, is that before I started all this work, I thought beliefs were permanent. Me too. Like I thought oh, yeah. beliefs were your beliefs. I didn't realize that you could choose them. And which is why, that, which is wild. <laughs> which is why I said that it's scary that so much of our society is living unaware and they just don't know. And that's not a bad thing because I was living that way for so they many years of my yet. life too. They don't know yet. And the problem is, we have to wait until I'm like, look at me. I'm like shaking the pencil. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> we have. It's like we have to <laughs> wait until our body tells us. Is what I found. It's like when my body finally shuts down and like makes me listen, then I'll start to be, then I'll start to dive into these deeper concepts. Like that's exactly what happened to me. Then I picked up a book. Then I listened to a podcast. Then I heard a blog and then my mind started to open. I wish that there was a way to get to this point without having to hit rock bottom first. Not that people don't, like people definitely get to this work without hitting rock bottom. But I feel like the majority of us are so stubborn. We're like, I'm going to keep going with my stubborn beliefs until I can't anymore. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we're habitual creatures, right? Like we have too much to think about and too much to do that. Like if we don't create these habits and like go on autopilot for some of this stuff, like we just won't be able to function. That's like my husband said, like, you know, we don't, we didn't sleep train my son Foster until it was like, a, like we can't do this anymore. Like we can't yeah. be sleep deprived. It's like you can't. It's like until the pain of staying where you are is greater than the pain of making the change. Like that's true for everything. Like everything. You think about like every company. Like you're you're addressing problems. That's what we do. We go through life addressing problem after problem after problem. So if like we don't have a problem, we're not going to change because there's so much other shit to deal with. So it's like, but unfortunately for women, especially in the wellness space, it turns into like appendicitis or like a debilitating autoimmune disease or like 40 pounds you can't lose or like... Hormones that are so out of whack that you can't even get up out of bed. And yeah, I'm a believer that, yeah, that our stress manifests physically. Like it's incredible. Especially women, I feel like we are so sensitive to the energy around us and our bodies are just so sensitive. We're freaking amazing. And we're like these incredible intuitive beings. I love us. Right. So true. I just wish that we could get to these conversations. Like this is my life. Like this conversation is everything I love to get to. And I wish there was a way to surpass it because I think like you were talking about going back to the wellness scene, like the green juice is fine. Like the kale is fine. How do we get to these deeper causes. And I know me and Liz have been talking about this with even having the podcast platform. Like we're sick of... It's hard because like we obviously like I'm not going to pretend that I do not have privilege as a middle-class white woman that... And I have the luxury of being able to... I might go try Reiki. I haven't yet, but like that's something I can do. And like it's... I feel like it's easy a lot of times for us to, or for the wellness community to be like, all you have to do is, like you said, the $12 green, just drink 20 of these a week. <laughs> do a cleanse. Go um, to Reiki. And like all this stuff adds up and like, 
not only is it not accessible for a lot of people financially, it's just like so out of some people's normal comfort zone. It's just such a leap to go to that place. Well, it's such a privilege to even have these as our problems. Yeah. It's such a mm-hmm. privilege to even have the time and space to have these conversations. Like wow, that's so true. Like yeah. if you can't pay your rent or feed your kids, like who gives a shit about your soul's purpose? You know, yeah. like it's just that hierarchy of needs. Like once these things that, and we are, you're right. Like we are so beyond privilege. Like we've hit the lottery in the grand scheme of the world. And like, mm-hmm. it just, just from, just from being born. So I think that's a really important thing to remember too. That's like, no, there's a lot of people who can't just like manifest their way out of poverty. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, these are really privileged problems to have. And I think that that's the other thing about the wellness industry. industry it's like, dude, get over yourself. <laughs> get mm-hmm. over yourselves. Like these are... Sure, like some people do have legit health issues and that's a thing, a very real thing and serious trauma to get over. But a lot of us, it's just like, we're just trying to be happier and like how... Yeah. We just want to get out of our cubicle and to, like, like lose 10 pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like feel more fulfilled. You know, but, but I will say I, that I do think that if you are in that place to recognize like that you do have some power to make yourself happier in order to make the world a better place like what the like the only thing we're really trying to do is speak to women who maybe want to get happier and live mm-hmm. a little bit more purposefully so that the world can be a better place like there's just so much ego bullshit going on right now in the world. And like, it's a very, you know, polarized place that like, if we have the opportunity to, to use this platform in a way that we can use our talents and skill set to make, you know, any sort of impact on the world, I think that we have to do it because Mm -hmm. that otherwise the alternative is we're still sitting in a crappy job that we hate and like going, you know, to happy hour every day. Oh, and like people on the, the weekend. Yeah, trolling yeah. and like spending the weekend, you <laughs> Being know. a seagull. <laughs> right. Being like, a seagull. You know? <laughs> know people's dreams. <laughs> yeah, like watching Netflix and shitting on dreams. Like why don't we just like maybe... <laughs> Take this opportunity. Like, can that be the title of the episode? Watching, watching Netflix, Netflix. And shitting on dreams. <laughs> How to get away from that? Right, right. So I think like recognizing that and like recognizing what's going on in the world and like doing our part, how we can to make a difference, and then like you know contributing how we can with our platform and like that for us involves a lot of our vision involves a lot of giving back and in ways that we're able to do. So yeah, there's this huge... Like you have to first recognize this privilege and this ability to do certain things. And then the second, like what are you going to do about it? Yeah, like it's the idea of using your privilege. Like what can you do with where you're at? Because yeah, this is... You're lucky to be where you're at. Like this is a wonderful thing because there are so many people that aren't. And I've been struggling with that with the podcast and everything I'm doing too. But when you think of it in that way, like how can I use what I have? How can I use my platform to help like help everyone improve a little bit? And you don't have to go from like poverty to drinking green juice. Like that's not what we're saying. I think it's all like baby steps wherever you are at. Like everybody has the ability to improve, improve. And even if you think you're at this high point, it's like there's always work to be done. And there's always things that we can be striving towards. Yeah. I feel like to like that point, it's just that like that quote that always makes me cry like a basket case is that like the world will be saved by the Western woman, you know, the Dalai Lama Mm -hmm. said that. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like 
a lot of what Bridget and I do is like, yeah, we really believe in that quote, but it's like, not if we're playing small because we feel fat or we're afraid of being judged or because we're unfulfilled. It's like, we need to step up as the privileged ones. Like we need to step up and like do better things in the world and better things with our time if we can, because like, we're the ones, like we're the ones that can lead with compassion and intelligence. And like a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world right now is just unacceptable. So it's like, who's going to step up? Got to be us. And like the way that we do that is like sharing our voice and like making money so that we can put our dollars to work in good ways in yeah. the world. Like, I don't know. So I, that's not to get super serious, but like no, I get really fired so about that. Me it's all of the things I've been feeling. I went to a podcast convention a couple weeks ago and I went to... to Two a workshops. Convention? Yeah. Can you yeah. in, <laughs> in Philadelphia. It's there. They have one in LA and then they have one in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did hear about that in LA. Yeah, he was By the there. Way, we're starting a podcast this fall. So that's why we were like, <gasps> yeah. you might want to talk to my husband since that's what he does. That's, yeah, why, we were at the con- that's why we were at the conference. Um, you guys will be our guests. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. But I went to two women empowerment workshops, of course. And it wasn't just about women empowerment, but it was about all of this. Like how we use our voice. Like how do we bring in more diversity into our shows? And, and I felt so empowered by it. Like I just don't want to sit on these platforms that I have. I just don't want to sit here and like play it small. Like I, I, We all have the ability to do things in whatever sector we're in. And... Yeah, I don't know. This whole conversation is just like feeding my soul. Yeah, yeah. Much. We were just talking about this. Uh, I forgot what event or crisis it was. Like what, like <laughs> policy it was that like yeah. that prompted this conversation. But oh, you mean like in the real world, like some. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there are so yeah. many. Right. So I forgot. I forgot what it was, but I emailed Dana, and we were on the same page as usual. Like I, I was like, I cannot post on Instagram something right now about like. A mask. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't, it just feels so awful because like all this stuff is going on and like, I don't know if it was the stuff with the kids being separated. It It was. Definitely. It was. People defining what a cage was. was (laughs) And you're like, try this mask. (laughs) Right. And this is what we're talking about, right? With like, this is all going on and we're sitting here talking and not to say that we don't talk about stuff that, that matters, but like, it just felt so inauthentic and so like, yeah. I, I don't know what the word is, just wrong in a way. And like, mm-hmm. we that's when we decided like, okay, we got to bring in some more people and like make this a platform for people to talk about real issues and like things that are just bringing more diversity that like people have different perspectives that matter. And like, how can we be a platform that empowers others by giving them a voice? Because this, it just felt so overdone like it just I don't know and I think that the uncharted territory is where we can bring in other people that you know give them a voice because that's what we all really need right now we need to be hearing from different people we need to be even if we don't agree with them necessarily we need to be hearing from other perspectives like we just got to have some conversations and that's where we're at too it's like time like if you look at 
we're, we're, we were getting tired of our own stuff. Like yeah. it's time yeah. to bring in new voices. It's time to bring in new perspectives. And that's why I'm so glad that we did the rebrand and that we're heading in that direction because that's what we need. Like that's what wellness is. That's what wellness is going to be. Like yeah. the green juices. The I mean, of course I take... Like tomorrow I'm going to post a picture of me doing a cool yoga pose. Like it's fine. Like yeah. that stuff's still going to be there. It has that's, its place for sure. Right. It yeah. has its place. But that's not the core of what wellness is. That's not the core of what I want my work to be or our work on the podcast to to be. It's to yeah. make... And so, yeah, it's that, that's why we're always evolving. Yeah. And wellness is... I just started working with a coach and, and she was like, wellness is equal rights. <laughs> like yes. wellness is yeah. women's empowerment. Like wellness is this... Activism. Body conversation or body positivity, whatever it is, conversation. Like it's talking about these real issues that affect our lives, whether we know it or not. But like, we got to talk about this stuff because the the, you know weight loss stuff is just overdone mm-hmm. at this point. That matters, but we we have to start really... Well, the weight loss stuff is also a symptom, right? Right, so exactly. Like, and like yeah. the green juice is like a tool, but like it's not... These aren't the real issues. At hand. Dude, this conversation has been oh, so wonderful. I'm, I'm going to go watch oh, this representation, representation I again. Like- I know. I wish yeah. we all lived closer. Maybe one day we can meet... Uh, maybe we can all meet a podcast convention. Empowerment group or something. <laughs> yeah, yes. that would be amazing. That. Well, can you tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can hear more? Um, you guys are you talked about this a little bit, like you're sort of shifting gears and it's like what's to come? Yeah, so we're at wellnesslately.com and on Instagram at wellness underscore lately because back to Back to keeping up with the kids these days. I <laughs> like got another handle. I got I like claimed that handle without you know changing our old one, and then like realized I couldn't get the other one. Mm-hmm. Out mm-hmm. once. Someone yeah. snatched it. The URL. Oh, no, I, I, I snatched it. it. Oh, you yeah. snatched your own. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. And we couldn't yeah. change the username. It was yeah. it was a big mess. But anyway, so. You can find us. It's it's not that hard. Um, <laughs> Wellness lately. Yeah. Underscore lately. Yeah. Underscore. Yeah. yeah. So we have some. We have a vision that, um, as we were talking about, incorporates a lot of these different avenues for so uh, having these conversations. So we're starting our podcast. We're expanding the site in a lot of ways to do some um, group programs and hopefully some live events soon. Ooh. So yeah, mm. uh, lots of fun stuff. But it's all going to be housed under that hub. So that's I love that where we are now. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys so, so much. I say this on most of them, but this this conversation has truly inspired me and yeah. it's been great. Yeah, yeah this has been so, so fun. much fun. Thank you for having us. We'll really. have to have you on ours when we when we get that up and running. <laughs> <laughs>